Hello and welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to the Catholics podcast. It's a Catholic podcast for millennials by millennials. I'm your host, Ms. Jacinta Florence. And every week I get to chat with some of my friends who are doing amazing things in the vineyard of the Lord. Um, This friend that I'm having on this week, I've actually never met in person. Yes, that's right. We have never met in person. We used to work for the same company. I still work there. Uh, She used to work for Students for Life. Um, but now she works for the Culture Project International as a chastity speaker in LA. And believe you me, she probably has her work cut out for her out there in LA. Um, but we have grown in friendship over the phone, and she is just the biggest ray of sunshine that you will ever meet in your life. So I'm excited to have her on the podcast today. She's going to be talking to us about body image, self esteem. And um, just all the things that come with being a woman and how to navigate that um, arena of our lives. And so please welcome Kiki to the podcast. How are you, my sister? Hello, everybody. Hi, Jacinta. I'm super happy to be here with you guys and just so excited to finally do this, you know? It's been a a long time coming. It is a long time coming. We talked about it a long time ago back in the fall, but you know what? Uh, Maybe we need time to think about it and let it percolate and let it brew. (laughs) I'm like, I can't think of a better time to do it than quarantine, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It sounds like you guys are on, I heard that they extended LA three months or California for three months. Is that true? Or is that just something I heard on the news? Well, um, from what I know, I think June 1st is kind of more of the local, um, what they, what they stated locally, but we'll see. I'm excited to just like be with people, you know, an extrovert. I need people in my life. I can't wait to hug real people. Um, those endorphins, (laughs) I just like need, I need that, but Hey, I'm, I'm happy with the zoom calls and the Google hangouts for now. I'm grateful. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a fan of being with people in person, but if this is what we, we can get, then that's what we can get, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, your work with the culture project, you go into high schools and colleges and you speak to people about chastity and purity and, um, beauty and authenticity. Um, so I'm sure that your background has prepared you to speak on such things, um, and, and I just want to go there with you and just ask you like what that was like and what your journey has been like um, navigating, um, finding who you are and being comfortable in your own skin and accepting yourself as you are. Because I know that as women, we beat ourselves up. We compare ourselves to um, whoever is on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine, even though they themselves don't look like the person that they're portraying on the magazine, which makes them feel like crap. Cause they look into, they walk into the grocery store, they see themselves on the magazine and they're like, shoot, I don't even look like that. Like even I'm not good enough cause they've been Photoshopped. And, um, there's all this work that goes into, um, this, um, idea of what it means to be beautiful. This, um, but we know that that's not authentic and that we're made for more than that. So I just want to hear what your journey has been like and how you relate to people on that level. Absolutely. So I think that you, you asked such a beautiful question because um, it so happens to be that when I step into the classroom in a high school, middle school, college, um, 
the first thing that we show the girls when it comes to our sexual integrity talk is a magazine, right? Um, What's part of our talk and we ask them, you know, what they see on this magazine. And a lot of them point to what they want to see in themselves, you know? Um, And again, I think it's something that women deal with on a very natural level. Like we desire to be seen as beautiful. Uh, We desire to be known in our, in our, and our unique beauty sometimes is tarnished by what the culture has offered us and what we believe um, or we, what we choose to believe about ourselves. Um, and definitely in my case, like the way that I got to the culture project um, yeah. has been such a journey, you know? I mean, I grew up in South LA. Uh, I am Mexican-American. I had no idea what the heck chastity was. I was not a practicing Catholic at all. Um, I was brought up by a single mom. And she, although did you know, what she could to talk, to give me the talk and then talk about like body image issues and stuff. She wasn't like, it wasn't um, something that I think was enriching for my life. It was more of like the culture of no, 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 don't do this. Don't do that. Um, mm. You know, cover yourself because your body is like something that you should be maybe, uh, what she was trying to say is like your body's good, but it, what it came across as is like your body is bad. Yeah. And it started really like internalizing that, Jacinta, and it started materializing in the way that I was living out my life. And this is what I tell the girls in the classroom and what I tell my friends in real life, you know, um, our bodies are a manifestation of God's divinity, you know, and they're good and our sexuality is good. And it took me forever to get to this point. I am 28 years old, but you know what? It's never too late for anybody to understand this about themselves. Um, so what, what I wanted to share with you guys today was a little bit more honed in on like my self image issues, my body image issues. And trust me, I know we all deal with it. I know it girl. Um, it is. Yeah. I mean, there is, I still struggle with it. Um, yeah. yeah, we're both about the same age, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we know this because there's a whole industry that has been built because of body image issues or self Im- self image issues. Um, you know, you have like diet pills, you have uh, liposuction, you have um, all of these it's things they're trying workout. to. <laughs> 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 They're are good, but yeah. there's a lot of things that lead women to again have this distorted image about their beauty. And listen, I um, again, like I've had a lot of things happen to me, and, and just mm. to be vulnerable and raw with you guys, uh, an eating disorder. You know, mm. this has been part of my story. I was uh, a compulsive overeater, and I still am one in recovery because I'm always in a relationship with food, right? But the way that I saw Thank myself you. because. But yeah, because I've always tended to be like overweight. From when I was a little girl, my family would call me gorda, gordita, which is an endearing term in Spanish for like big bones. Um, but then as I grew up, I was like, whoa, hold on. Like this is definitely like this script. I am living it out and thinking that all I am is a gordita. All I am is a gorda. Um, and it was insane when I had that epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, another part of my story, another, another layer is um, sexual abuse right and so we all know that sexual abuse is is more than just sexual like it is all-encompassing uh emotional psychological physical sexual like all all that a human like entails and um this definitely penetrated to that area of my life the way that i saw myself so just since i started i started to kind of really um like live out self-hatred 
in the way that I looked at myself in the mirror every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just hated my body. I would, I remember one morning waking up and asking God, why this, why this one? Why did you have to give me this one? Mm. <laughs> and, and I think that it's a, an, a question that we all ask ourselves, maybe in different ways, right? I mean, have you asked yourself that at some point oh, yeah. in your life? Um, as somebody who's shorter, I'm four foot ten. I've always felt like the underdog and everything because I'm just tinier. And so I'm like, why did you have to make me so short? Could you just give me like a few extra inches? Like, please, for the love of God. <laughs> Um, exactly. something we can find that we don't like about ourselves, but mm-hmm. apparently God made up for it with personality. So there's that. <laughs> hey girl, <laughs> you love that. I love that. No, but I'm with you. I mean, it, it was so easy for me to nitpick my body, my face, um, the way that I came across to people. I hated everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, understandably so, right? Everybody's journey is different, but mine definitely, um, like the eating disorder and the sexual abuse had a lot to do with the way that I was carrying myself, the way that I saw myself. And I just kept hurting myself. I mean, gosh, what I tell the kids in the classroom, especially the ladies is, um, your sexuality is part of your humanity. And I think that I, 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 I kind of was living this disintegration of mm-hmm. what my beauty was for. Right. Our beauty in case none of these women that are maybe listening or, or the men, yeah. know, like, Women's beauty is meant to, to elevate the soul of man and to draw man into the divine, right? Anything that is beautiful, true, and good. Um, and I definitely did not know that. And yeah, I love what <laughs> I love what Saint Thomas Aquinas has to say about beauty. He says beauty is that which pleases on being seen. And so, if we're seen, that means that we're allowing people to know us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's more than just what's on the outside, but it's to encounter you as a person. And that's mm-hmm. what is beautiful and what radiates and what's empowering and captivating. Exactly. And I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of us, again, like everybody's journey is so different. And I, and for me, like what it took was acknowledging that I needed a community. I, I needed a community of girlfriends that mm-hmm. could um, raise me up. It built me up because I was surrounding myself at the time with voices that were louder than God's. Mm -hmm. Uh, with the voices of like the Hollywood industry of even Instagram there came a point where I I had to literally unfollow people that um, influenced the way that I saw myself Mm -hmm. or what I wanted my body to be like so for one I think it's really good to acknowledge where am I right now am I at a point where um, I can I can bear to see maybe like a friend on on Instagram and not have it like um be wounding or not have it be like self-deprecating yeah exactly and and girl like let me tell you it is okay to be in that at that point I feel like that's not where you're meant to stay of course but if that's the first step toward your healing journey like own it girl you know um so that's something that I had to do for sure I had to go through therapy um to help myself see see me as God sees me. And, um, yeah. And I think that's one thing that really helped me too. like going to adoration and asking God, help me to see me as you see me, because I don't see me as you see me, mm. you know? Um, so what with was the transformation like, cause I know like a lot of us out there struggle with this. We struggle with wanting to be beautiful. Like as ladies, we desire to be told that we're beautiful and to be told that we are loved. Um, 
And so we have, if we have that desire to be told that we're beautiful and to radiate that beauty, and those are good, good desires, you know, but our world gets in there, our culture gets in there and tells us like, if you want to be beautiful, you have to look a certain way. You have to act a certain way. You have to be a certain way. You have to have this job. You have to have this car. You have to, and it's exhausting. Um, and so what was that transformation like? Cause it sounds like with, if you, you had an eating disorder, um, struggling with beauty and sexual abuse, like sounds like a lot of brokenness, a lot of woundedness and me knowing you now, I know that you are, uh, you radiate joy. Um, and so I want to hear what that journey was like. Um, how were those layers pulled back to where God could have really show you your own beauty? Um, because that's a message of hope that our world needs now more than ever. Absolutely. So I think um, if I can take you guys back to a blast in the past, the moment that I that I even heard the word chastity, right? And I'm going to mention chastity because it has so much to do with uh, body image in case people didn't know. Um, and I'll get to that. But there was a point where I was in a relationship with an ex-boyfriend of mine, a former boyfriend. And it was a relationship, you know, based on use. Um, except he was a little bit further down in the journey of faith and he was a little bit lukewarm and I was pulling him in a really bad direction, really tempting him. And there came a point where he sat me down and he put an iPad in front of me and he said, we're going to watch this video. And I was like, okay, what video is it? And it was a video of Jason and Christalina ever. Uh, I forget the title of it, but they basically were explaining like what chastity is, right? Wow. And I felt like this pride overwhelmed me. I was like, who are you to tell me what to do with my life? Tell me what to do with my body, right? And after, you know, giving it 10 minutes, um, well, for, for sure, Jason's humor won me over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Um, but I started, I started realizing that this definitely was a message that was penetrating my soul in a way that I just needed it. I was thirsting to know that my body, my desires um, are good, that I'm meant to see myself in the light of Christ, not in the light of the world, you know, and, um, and just being the virtue that, you know, regulates like our sexual appetite. Wow. Um, was so healing to know. And so furthermore, like, um, along the journey, once I started really making it a lifestyle of mine, um, I, I asked God to enter into that healing, uh, when it came to my self image, especially, especially mom Mary. I mean, give it up for mom Mary. She is perfect. Oh, she is the best. She is the woman. Yes. Um, the wonder woman of wonder women's. And, and I think developing this relationship with her, um, one night when I was just so broken, literally crying on the floor of my room, asking my mom, like, I just need help. Like, I cannot do this with you, without you. Like, I feel so burdened by all of my passions and um, all that's happened to me. Like, help me. And in that moment, I kid you not, like, I don't know if it was a supernatural experience, but it felt like it. Um, I just felt this literal weight lifted off of my shoulders and when I got up from my crying session I just felt so light um in the following days to come uh, there was this there was this resilience that took over my soul wow. and it was then that I felt like there was a there was just like the darkness kind of just shed from from the way that I saw myself you know I chose 
like, I think God gave me the grace and the strength to choose not to be a victim of my circumstances Mm -hmm. um, and to reintegrate the goodness of my body and my beauty as a woman. Um, So that's a little bit of how I came to that point. And I mean, now my passion is women and wanting to share this beautiful message of just the goodness and worth of, of being female, you know? Yeah, it's so important. And I love what you said about chastity and like our desires and the body and all of that. Um, Just that our desires aren't bad. Um, I know growing up myself, I thought that like sex was bad. You don't do it. You save it for marriage. Um, And if you have sex before marriage, you will die and get an STD. (laughs) Um, And like, it was just bad. But we're ever taught that sex is a good thing, that our bodies are good. And they are so good that there's a process with that and that our desires for intimacy are not bad. Those desires are good. What needs to take place is a reordering of those desires. And the same is said for beauty is that um, the integrated life, um, the life lived like as a whole person is what will be beautiful beyond anything else. St. Irenaeus says the glory of God is man fully alive. And that's more attractive than anything that's exterior. Like you look at the saints, you look at St. John Paul II, that guy was fully alive. He was single, um, you know, a Pope, priest, bishop, cardinal, Pope. Um, But that man radiated authenticity and joy and love. And that's what's captivating. You think about other people like St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. I mean, she was as tall as I was, as I am, four foot ten. If I were to see her today, I'd give her like a high five. I'd be like, what's up, Mama T? You're at my same eye level. This is great. Um, But if you look at her aesthetically, she had like wrinkles. She was hunched over, wore the same outfit every day from years of serving the poor, faking vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Um, A lot of people don't know that she was one of the most photographed women in all of human history during the time that she lived. Um, But she doesn't look like anything uh, as far as like actresses and actors that we see. Um, But there's something captivating about that that transcends the exterior. And that's what we're made for. And so what needs to take place is an inner conversion and an encounter with Christ in the Eucharist to get to that place. And so can you offer us some tips to, for a healthy self-esteem for all of our ladies out there who are listening, who might be in that in-between place. And they're just like on this journey and they're like, Oh, I feel so crappy about myself. There's always somebody who's prettier than me or smarter than me. And like you play the game of comparison. And um, there's this one sister who's a sister of life who always says comparison is the thief of joy. And I'm like, heck yeah, that is so true. Um, So what are some practical things that we can do to help ourselves to um, get better? Um, because this is not just a one-time battle. Unfortunately, it's an ongoing struggle for a lot of us ladies um, that uh, we're struggling with our self-image. We're struggling with comparison or envy or whatever, but at the end of the day, we've got to give ourselves over to the Lord and let him fill up those empty spaces where there's tension and where there's comparison. Um, And that's really what it comes down to is a healthy prayer life, sitting in front of the Lord, letting him fill you up, letting him be there. Um, But there are also some practical steps that we can take to become whole again and to be happy with who we are so that we won't want to go to those places of comparison, which really rob us of our joy. And we're made for more than that. 
So what are some, some takeaways that we can give to these ladies? Yes, I'm so excited to share. It's such a great question. I think there's a lot to that, right? A couple of things that I wanted to share with everyone uh, listening is, you know, really like self-confidence, um, that, that inner self-confidence should be a holy confidence, right? And it can only be holy if we rewire what this world has been telling us um, regarding confidence, like, oh, it should be based on the exterior, on the way that you look, on what you have, on what you do, et cetera, et cetera. No, I call crap on that. <laughs> really, it's, it's based on your human dignity. Mm-hmm. It's based on your dignity. That is where you draw out your confidence. Girl, you are a princess of the Lord. Like, walk walk like it, talk like it, dress like it, be about it, you know? And that's when I started really entering into uh, my calling as a daughter of God. So definitely, like, knowing that your self-confidence is drawn from your human dignity, uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about is as sisters, we should we should just build each other up. You know, like you said, there's been so much um, envy and um, and jealousy kind of like ruminating sometimes in my head as I, I was growing up because that's what the culture tells us that we have to do. Oh, women are catty, you know, mm. whatever. Like, no, like women are meant to be holy and that is totally doable. Uh, we just have to be able to like, you know, reintegrate our desires and like help ask for help. Right. And like, and I think that sometimes when I struggle with jealousy, not to say that I'm perfect, right. Or even envy, I ask God to enter into that broken part of my heart. And the first thing that the Lord tells me is bless your sister, bless your sister, because she is a uh, visible part of my goodness. Right. And so I start literally blessing her out loud, like saying, wow, like I really the way that your joy just like radiates, you know, or what have you, or even like internally, if you're having that internal battle. Um, and I just have to say that one thing that our foundress, Christina Barba says all the time, mm-hmm. she's like, after, after you do your one year of mission, I mean, some people do too, but after you do your one year of mission, you always come out more attractive because virtue is attractive. I think like, that's is- it's like a, a holy making machine. <laughs> <laughs> A similarity that you and I both have is that, I mean, I worked for Generation Life, which is similar to Culture Project. And I feel I learned so much in that two and a half years that I was Mm -hmm. with them. Like, and um, that's where I got my prayer life. That's where that instilled in me a daily holy hour. And I still keep that up to this day, daily mass, daily holy hour. And um, yeah, getting closer to the Lord in that way. It's so true. Um, Holiness is attractive. Yep. Yep. So virtue is the way to go. And, you know, um, before culture project, I was a missionary with Maggie's place. So for those who don't know, it's, um, a hospitality home for, for homeless moms and their babies and pregnant moms. And it's absolutely beautiful. And a lot of them had these self image issues, these body image issues, because they just came from broken relationships, you know, um, their mm-hmm. self worth was at ground level. So, we would often sit down, like I'd sit down with a mom and, and speak words of life to her. And you, Catholic, who's listening to me, Christian that's listening to me, you know that the only source of life is Christ, is Jesus Christ. And I think that as Catholics, sometimes we underuse God's word, right? His living word um, to, to help us be grounded in who we are. So definitely bless yourself with God's word. And on a practical level, work on yourself exercise, you know, get that mani-pedi if it makes you feel good about yourself, you know, (laughs) like 
Yeah, exactly. It just has beautiful uh, white nails on. I love yeah, it. I was in Oklahoma. Um, they have the nail salons open down there. So, hey, girl. Myself. <laughs> but yeah, those are a couple of things that I, that I just want to share with you all. And um, trust me, I know this journey is not easy, but it's one worth living, you know? Yeah. And you just radiate that confidence too. That's what attracted me to be friends with you in the first place. And also, um, yeah, just getting to know you and just hearing, uh, just your joy and everything. Um, it's so powerful. And I'm sure that you reach so many girls when you go into those schools. And I'm actually curious to hear what their reactions for are after you guys present in the high schools. Um, because they're up against so much at such a young age, but you know, young people do crave authenticity. Um, and the message of chastity, people might think, Oh my gosh, don't go in there. Don't tell them this because they're not going to want to hear it. But I know that like, whenever I was giving these talks, it was like, you're giving them permission what's to live out what's already written on their hearts. And you would have the, the biggest jock in the class listening the most intently and being like, yeah, bro, like, this is awesome. Like, let's do it. Like, let's live this virtue out. Um, this is what's written on their hearts and they want to live this out. So I'm sure you've seen an array of, um, different, um, and the word is not coming to me right now, but, um, I'm sure you've seen a lot of different responses from people. Um, so I'm <laughs> curious to hear what those are. <laughs> Yes, no worries. I know we're getting to that point of the day where we need a nap. Yeah. But guys, definitely. So in the classroom, like Jacinta said, you know, I, I experience a lot of these uh, aha moments that the these young people ex experience. And this is really God's grace because all I do is, is share what the church teaches, what they're already hearing in school or through catechism or through confirmation program. And again, what's already written in their heart. But I think that um the powerful witness of a person sharing their story like wow you know it never gets old like honestly because it god really doesn't. no it, it doesn't every, every time no exactly and yeah. i think that there's so much beauty in god using that person um because there's a unique encounter right I and mean, this is theology of the body like the, like one person like a, a human body, like a human personality, the whole person um, reflects the, the, the invisible, right? Like the, the visible comes alive through the human person. And I think that this is what happens when I step into the classroom, they get a little taste of, of what God wants to say to them through my entire being and praise the Lord for that. I think that um, one of the most memorable experiences that I've had has been with a girl who came to me telling me, um, you know, after your talk, I realized that my boyfriend is using me, mm. but it's really hard for me to let go because he just, he just let me go. He just broke up with me. And I realized that he, that he got with someone else, Kiki. Um, but I want to go running back to him. And, and we had a great conversation and this was really hard for me because in her, I saw myself you know? And again, it ties back to, um, the way we see ourselves, our self image, our self worth, man, man, when we do this as women, it's, it just speaks volumes of how unworthy we feel, um, how we don't know the kind of love that we deserve, you know? And so it was, it was 
really such a privilege to speak truth in life to this little girl who I know in years to come um, might become a really holy mother or really holy religious, you know? Um, so just to reiterate, like these talks, honestly, like we don't get to sit there and see the fruits of our talks. Um, I know, that but, is, that is the bummer. Yeah, but, yeah but we do get to plant seeds, right? And, and pray for these children and ask the Lord to make something beautiful out of the ashes. So and I don't know if you received this grace, but I know when I was giving talks, I could definitely, um, I know the spirit was working and you could just see the, the students listening so intently. And it was just like, you could tell, like the, the Lord was giving a special grace to see like um, the words that I'm speaking um, are making an impact on them. And I don't know if you have noticed that too. Um, and it's because this is the gospel message. It's what's written on their heart. And also it comes down to defining our terms. What is love? What is beauty? And whenever you lay that out for people, they're like, whoa, it's so simple. But I have never thought of it that way. I've never thought that love is willing the good of another. I thought that love was just this fuzzy feeling that you get after you give your boyfriend a hug. But it's more than just that, you know? And um, people light up when they hear that and they want to hear more. It's like they can't get enough of it. So it is such good work. It really is. I, man, we're made for heroic type of, type of love. And that is like utterly romantic. It <laughs> really like the girls love when I explain it to them that way. Like you are so worthy of this type of love. And um, really like the, the church is the one that glorifies um, like a human sexuality, right? The mm -hmm. church is the one that glorifies the human person. Mm -hmm. And when you explain it to them in language that they understand, whether that's just by sharing your story and how God has redeemed your life, um, it brings them life. Like, like you said, there's a tangible change in them in the way that in their posture, in their eyes, um, they, they just light up just into, like you said, you know, and it's, and it's such a gift and an honor to like receive that person in that instance, um, knowing that hopefully we're creating this like domino effect, right? And this is how, the way that we can change the world and help other women um, understand their self-worth and their self-image. Yeah, I'm really excited because um, with Students for Life, one of our, my coworkers has actually, actually created a chastity talk. And so we get to go into classrooms and um, give that talk. So I'm like so excited because that's such a like connection to pro-life. It's like women wouldn't be going and getting abortions if they knew the dignity of their sexuality, that they would want to save that for somebody else. So I'm pumped for that. Like that's super exciting um, because more people need to be hearing these messages, especially in the high schools, especially at a young age. Um, whenever you're at such a brink of um, deciding for yourself of self-actualization and making decisions on your own um, and, and not feeding into what the culture is telling you about yourself because that never leaves you in a good place that I know for myself, I had a huge conversion at the age of 22, but my life before that was just ridden with such anxiety because I cared so much about my self-image. I was trying to like fit in and just like all of these things that and when you come to the lord it's just like all of that just like goes away and it's just like true freedom and that's the life that we're made for so i think people want to there's really not much we have to do to sell this to people you know uh, <laughs> yeah i mean that's when you're truly empowered do you want joy? Do you want to be protected from having your heart broken? Well, the church wants to protect you 
from a broken heart. And here's the way to go about that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think you, you said something that, um, that I've been really like honing in on in my life. Like, see, like you said, your friend created this chastity talk. She saw this need, right? You guys go into the classroom and give trainings on, um, how to end abortion. Yeah. But the point of abortion is that people don't understand their sexuality and their work, right? So there needs to be something to, um, help these young people to understand, which is, which is so great. And in, in my case, like after, having gone through formation with the culture project and with Maggie's place and working at a pregnancy resource center and coming from South LA where there is so many Latinos. Um, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like, and tacos, I feel like God is really asking me to step up as a Catholic Latina speaker and using, um, you know, just using a skill being bilingual and having the cultural background to speak to more Latinas um, about their self-worth, about their sexuality, about abortion. I mean, for goodness sake, my mom, when she came, when she immigrated to the United States, like she was going to abort me after having had two abortions, you know? Um, but by God's grace, she said, no, I'm going to save my baby girl. And so um, at the clinic, or like about to go through the, with the procedure, she was, she had made the appointment with my father and she was stepping into the actual, you know, facility. And so it was then when she was sitting down that she said, I can't do this. Um, she had aborted twice before. And so it's something that we both, I think, are healing from her being, you know, a post-abortive mother of two, two babies that she wasn't able to meet and uh, enduring the trauma of someone coercing her. But, and then me on, on my on my behalf, it's more of like grieving, of course, my mom's wounds, but also the loss of not being um, not being like a sister to two other siblings, right? Like my whole identity kind of changed. The structure of my family changed. Um, oh, but that. yeah, my value doesn't change. And again, every story can be redeemed. So anyway, I, point is, I wanted to touch that because um, I think it's beautiful how we each, we each have a mission, right? Just until like each woman has a mission, each man has a mission. It's important to ask ourselves, what is God asking me to do with my one and precious life? Mm -hmm. um, and not shy away from that and do everything that we can in our hearts, in our life, in our, and just like our human efforts to reach that summit of, of, of heavenly perfection while we're here on earth, whatever it is that we can reach to. Um, of course, with like a community behind us, so that we can become the saints that we're called to be. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I think the last point that I want to make is like, I was just having a conversation with one of my really great mentors about shaving my head possibly. What? This, <laughs> this sounds really crazy. I know. What? <laughs> I know. There's a whole story behind this. But for one, and I want to hear this story. <laughs> For wine, I mean, I'm a wild card and I'm really sanguine. So like, I've always just wanted to see how I look and how it feels. But then once I saw an Instagram post by a good friend um, and she captioned it, you know, I've been reading this book, she says, uh, of this author that every day, like I open and there's a new prompt and the prompt for today asked us, what dream or what is holding you back from achieving that one dream, right? Which then she answered, my friend was telling her Instagram followers, the possibility of not meeting my future husband. Oh. And so she was basically communicating 
I have, I have been holding back shaving my head um, or the desire to do that because being afraid of not meeting my future husband ever, right? And I was like, whoa, girl, that is really deep. Um, let's see if there's something more to my desire. And so I started really digging. Yeah. And I realized that I have been resenting the way that people affirm my beauty. Um, I always hear people saying, like, I love your curly hair. He he with the curly hair. Um, he with the smile, right? Those are the, the three things in my charisma and my joy art. They're the three things that really um, always are affirmed. And I was wondering, I'm like, well, do people see more than just that? Do people see my inner beauty? Um, do people see? I'm just yeah. Like, yeah. And keep talking. Yeah. Exactly. And so I was just wondering, like, if people felt um, that openness to just seeing me as more than just a great set of hair, first off. And then second off, do I feel like I have the space to discover and rediscover beauty that is much deeper than that? And so I had a good talk with a mentor of mine just before this podcast. And uh, she was just speaking truth and fire to me. She said, listen, the girl that you saw on, on your Instagram, like she's obviously doing it for her own reasons and I can't counsel, counsel, counsel her, she said. But I can tell you that true humility is thinking of yourself less, right? Um, it's not thinking of yourself more. And I think what I was really trying to counteract was um, not being seen as beautiful. I, I was having a hard time really integrating my beauty and I was kind of resenting it a little bit because I have felt objectified by people. And it was just so good to speak with her because it gave me permission to say, okay, maybe this is not for me, or maybe I'm not doing it for the right reasons, right? Um, my my self-worth and my, my body image and my beauty has to be centered on Christ. And if my beauty, bless me, draws people closer to Jesus, and they're able to see Jesus in me because that beauty draws them in, then praise be Jesus Christ, <laughs> you know? Okay. And it really takes a lot of humility to like live that out because I constantly, girl, I constantly struggle with vanity. Um, mm. Yeah, so it was so good to hear that from my, my mentor and I'm still processing, honestly. Wow, thank you for sharing that. And I can't, I'm really glad you didn't shave your head. <laughs> you could have gotten a wig though and nobody would ever know so i don't know well, you know <laughs> but i'm really glad you didn't shave your head i'm glad you kept your long locks of hair your your curly hair um but yeah the reality is is that it's a struggle in um and, and, and just something that I want to add on to that is that women are not our competition. Um, we're called to build one each other, one another up. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful for all the girlfriends that I've been able to uh, just have over the years of my life and just uh, really call them my sisters, you know, really grow in sister, sisterhood with one another. Um, and if, you know, if somebody is not being a sister or they're not building you up or they don't have your best interest in mind, it's not worth it. Um, and so there are plenty of other girls who will build you up and will love you. But, um, 
yeah, women are not our comparison. They're not our competition. We need to love one another. We need to build each other up. And there are enough ladies who tear each other down and who do all of those things. And we don't have time for that. So we want to be authentic. We want to draw people to the Lord. We want to be on fire so that other people will be on fire with us. And so. Amen. We ain't about tearing people down. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Save the drama for your mama. <laughs> oh well thank you for coming on and for sharing your heart you're amazing absolutely (laughs) and for anyone that wants to follow my journey a little bit more you can always find me on instagram at uh, kiki the brave and i'd love to connect with you and be friends with you and just build an authentic community of beautiful catholic people uh sharing the joy of the gospel Amen. Well, thank you, Kiki, for coming on and um, God bless you abundantly. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. That was Kiki. Um, Isn't she just amazing, an amazing human, amazing, fully alive human. So thank you guys for listening to that episode. I hope you got something out of it. That was the first time we've ever talked about body image, self-image, self-esteem, beauty, authentic beauty, and all of those things. So I hope you got something out of that episode. She is just an amazing human, amazing person. Um, to find out more about the Culture Project, you can visit theculturaprojectinternational.org. They're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're on everywhere. They even have their own podcast. So definitely check those guys out. And if you're a theology teacher, um, call them to come into your school because these messages are needed now more than ever into your high school, into your college, all of those places. Um, so they w- they're international, they're all over the states, and um, they can come visit your schools. Um, I'd also invite you to come and leave a rating on iTunes or Spotify, because by leaving a rating, that is how we reach far and wide audiences. And um, more than now ever, we need a culture of life, we need to build up a culture of life, and that's what I aspire to do with this podcast, is to build up a culture of life and um, to show people that a fully alive life is possible. So please, leave a rating so that more people can be life-affirming conversations.